expansion no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle and the title of my message is you want to know? Are you in root? Yes. Chapter 1. Hmm. The hour of his visitation. The hour of his visitation. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Melon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Benjamin, of Judah, sorry, Ephrathites of, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left. And her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Upper, And the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Melon and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. That she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard. In the country of Moab that the Lord has visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each to her mother's house. The Lord did kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back my daughters. Go for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope. If I should have husbands tonight. And should also bear sons. Would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourself from having husbands? No, my daughters. For it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Upper kissed a mother-in-law, but Ruth clenched to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you. Or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. 
if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem and it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the woman, the women said, is this Naomi? But she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. So Naomi returned and ruled the Moabite, a daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Amen. Amen. Come with me to that verse number two, quickly. From verse one, it said, There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean yields of grain after him, whose sight I find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the rapist. And she happened to come to the path. Take note, she happened to come to the path. She happened. She happened. She happened. Is somebody hearing me? She happened to come to the path of the field belonging to, the, toward, to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the rapist, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the rapiers, whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the rapiers answered and said, it is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. Amen. And let's jump to verse 15. He said, and when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. Also let your grain, let grain from the bundles fall purposefully for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. Can I hear an amen? amen? Whenever we talk of visits, we talk of a time and a moment where somebody special or something special takes place in your life. For instance, I remember very well I was in this country when the president of the United States of America was visiting Ghana and there were roads that I never thought could be prepared and could be done overnight. But within a short space of time, the roads were prepared. The Cape Coast Castle that looks, that those days we go there and you think it's not a place you can be, was renovated and everything was changed. Our airport was beefed up and everything was prepared. You can seriously feel in the atmosphere, the euphoria of expecting somebody prominent among the people of Ghana. When he came in, even the speech that he came to give, we have a lot of journalists who even have to climb trees to be able to cover. Because they don't have certification. Everybody was prepared to cut a glimpse of this man. And I believe that day, if you had opportunity of even standing close to him or shook his hands, you would have thanked God. I believe that and you will not wash it for years. It was so important to us. So important that we can't forget that memory. I remember I had the speech he came to deliver. We talked about it for centuries because the whole world attention turned to us. If we are not making news 
CNN or BBC that they can only show the bad part of Africa this time they could show the better part of Africa. Can I hear an amen? So that tells you the importance of a visit. Now, if human, I believe some of us, our homes could not be swept for days. Neither can we keep some place neat. But immediately an important person is coming to visit you. You will have a special general cleaning. Am I right? You will clean the whole place, serve the whole place, with the whole place, prepare one of the best dishes. A gentleman once said, he said he's so happy that in his house he should always have visitors. And I asked him why. He said, anytime visitors come to my home, my wife will prepare better food and I will enjoy. <laughs> he said, if there are no visitors, oh, forget about me. Who cares? But when there is a visitor, he said, that one, by the time I'm coming from home, I, from work and get to the house, the dining hall is already set. Because the visitor has to live with what? A good memory. If you are like that, a woman here change. <laughs> In the same vein, God has seasons and times where he visits his children. Crossing overs or New Year's are not ceremonial. They are not times or seasons where we think it has come so we just have to gather to cross over 12 o'clock, shout, scream, give knockouts and, and, and have some wild dance and some from here will leave into the they finish with the first session, they are going for the second session and, and enter into Bacardi nightclub or, or, or whatever it is to go and jump and go to uh, 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 what do you call it? Batman's pito joint. <laughs> or citizen coffee to go and hide and enjoy themselves. Don't look at me like that. But you see, it is an event captured by God on the heart of God who created the earth, who renews the earth daily and renews the earth yearly. That my people will enter into a season. He doesn't see it as years, he sees it as seasons. They will enter into one season, but because I am a God of times and seasons, I give them the opportunity that they will have sometimes in the season where it will be dry, but sometimes in the season it shall be wet and sometimes in the season they need to have a harvest. So I need to create a platform so that at the end of every year I'll have the opportunity of engaging them and then show them the next line of action so that they can plan themselves and step into it. So every end of at the end of every year marks the beginning of a better and a better advantage for your next year. So the reason why we gather every end of year is for us to be able to renew our energy, renew our effort, renew our relationship, renew whatever we have with God because he's signing a new contract with us. Listen, Though God has given you and I three score and ten, which is 70 years, by reason of good works, we can have 100 plus. Thank God for everything. Every year, God signs a new covenant with you and I. This message continues after the break. 
from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. Every year. So 31st night it's not just an ordinary night. Crossing over into a new year, God is renewing his covenant with you and I. Are you ready to renew your covenant with God? It gives you an opportunity to scrutinize the first covenant he had with you the year before this time. Things you didn't like, things that did not work out well, what he didn't like, things that didn't work out well between you and him on terms, in terms of the relationship is review again, is trash out again, and another thing is put in place for you and I. So you start every new year with a new document, with a new contract, with a new covenant to be able to make the best in that year. That is why it is crucial. You see, running and coming on 31st night is not your choice, but God has indicated because in the heart of man is laid eternity that we can look for him and serve him. So every new year affords you and I a new opportunity. And that is the time God visits, like he visited the children of his creation in the garden of Eden in the cool of the day. He will come with new agenda. He will come with new plans. He will come with new briefings of your life. But the question is, are you ready to walk with that? The scriptures I just read was speaking about Jewish family who knew God and knew God very well. And they served God with all their life. The man is called Elimelech. And if you know of any Jew, they don't joke with their worship. Elimelech has a wife called Naomi. Naomi means pleasantness or something that is sweet or nice. And he took his two, his family to another land called Moab. And uh, let me give you an example. Let me explain something here. He said, they, they came, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. And so Elimelech and the wife and the children, they live in the days of the judges. Now let me give you a little history about the days of the judges. Now the days of the judges was the days and the time where God is not speaking again because Israel and the children of Israel have sinned continually for a very long time and they are worshiping foreign gods and idols that God is now tired to be able to instruct them. And if we talk of the world we are in now, you and I can testify that God, one way or the other, is even tired with us. Because right from the pulpit to the congregation, we can come to God and we also will go to Malam and Jume. We can come to the same God and say, God, you are the only one I am serving. I desire with all my heart and I will serve you the rest of my life. But when the rubber meets the road and things become critical, there is a substitute you have. 
There is some water somewhere you go and drink. There is some incantation somewhere you go and make. Because you will say that, listen, where I go to, if I don't save myself, something will happen. In the same way, in the days of the judges, Bible said, in the days of it said that the people that were there, everybody was doing what he likes in his own eyes. And there was none that was doing anything right. So Elimelech and the children moved from Bethlehem, the place of bread, to Moab, the place of incest, where it is a taboo, a place to be. Because the Moabites were products of a man sleeping with his own daughters and giving birth. Hello? But I believe strongly that they left Bethlehem, which is the house of God, the place of God's provision, to the Moabites because they did not hear from God. Because if in the days of the judges, everybody does what is pleasing in his own sight, it means that the people were living by survival instincts. They were living by stomach direction. They were living by need driven and not faith driven or relationship driven. And today we have a lot of people serving God based on need and not on relationship. But I was a some serve God because of the stomach sake. And some serve God because Jesus is crucified and died and rose again. The question I want to ask you tonight is that why are you serving God? Why are you in church today? Is it because you heard that Jesus can give you a Mercedes Benz, a Barracuda, a Maserati, give you a house in Trasaco, or give you instant employment, or take care of your marriage? That is why you have come to him? Or you believe that he is the Lord of your life? That if you don't have him, your life is empty. That until you have him, you don't have life. That he is the shepherd of your life. And he's the one to guide you because he says, seek ye the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto it. He didn't say, ask me of all other things before you seek the kingdom first. So are you here to seek of it? Listen to me. Because you see, your purpose will determine your passion. And your passion determines your drive. And your drive determines your goal. And your goal determines your destination. So if you don't have a purpose in life, you will not be passionate about anything. And if you are not passionate, you will never have a direction. And if you don't have a direction, you don't have any goal in mind. And if you don't have any goal, you don't have any destination. You waste your time. You waste everybody's time. You waste your, 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 your own energy. You dissipate it. And you are always everywhere. Everybody is your friend. But when you have a purpose, you determine your direction. In the same vein, you don't come to God without having a purpose. But he said that when you are coming to me, my purpose should be that you are seeking my kingdom. Yes, I know you need a husband. I know you need a child. I know you need a car. I know you need a house. I know you need good health. But when you accept me first, because I am, it, Moses met him in the wilderness in Exodus. He said, when I go, what should I tell the people? He said, tell them I am. I am. In other words, Everything you are looking for in the world. Everything I am looking for in the world. When we have Jesus, we will have everything. But when I don't have him, I don't have anything. Because what I will even have, I can lose it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, as we are crossing over into 2015, I want you to have the I am in the center of your life. I want you to embrace Jesus. Listen, don't let us try to play smart with God. Because he knows you and I better than we know ourselves. What shall he profit am I if he gets the whole world and loses his soul? Have you thought of it? Where will you, ask somebody, where will you spend eternity? Other person, let against you give you an answer. Where will you spend eternity? We're living with bitterness, living with unforgiveness, living with all kinds of things. You can't forgive. Look, since the day you started school, the one who hurt you in class one, you are still keeping the person. And you will lift up your hands and praise God and worship him as if everything is alright. You will eat communion and because nothing is pricking you, you can move in there some dance and the Holy Ghost will move and you think everything is alright. But listen to me, unforgiveness is worse than even the sin of abortion. Check through the scripture. Unforgiveness. Those of you that are bitter against people, over my dead body will I forgive. I will not forgive my mother. I will not forgive my father. Dad. I will not forgive my sisters. I will not forgive my uncles. I will not forgive everybody. Don't forgive them. Don't. Don't. God brought you and I into this world not for ourselves but for his purpose. And if you cannot let go, God cannot come in. I'm not saying don't be wise. Forgiveness is not foolishness. And stupidity. Forgiveness is smartness. You are letting go but you are wise. Why? What you made that they hurt you, you will not allow it to happen again. So listen, don't cross, don't cross over with excess baggage. Don't cross over with excess baggage. It's very critical. If you don't allow God, you cannot see God. The place is quiet. So they moved and went to the Moabite. But when they were there, Bible says that Elimelech died. And when Elimelech died, the two sons also died. Now it was left with Ruth and Opa. And then with Naomi. The property, what they were looking up to, they've lost it. The issue is that life is terminated. Before you are entering into 2015, there might be some losses that has occurred in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, there might be some pain you are nursing. A pain like Naomi is nursing. Yours might not be maybe the loss of a loved one, but it can be maybe a business that you lost. It can be something that died in your life. That you can look at it because don't forget the children is a life. It is a relationship. It's a bond. It is something that they look up to. They went together. They never expected that they would lose the people they lost. But it happened because that was life. 
And if you watch the comment of Naomi, Naomi said, listen, I went out full, but the Lord caused me to return empty. That I don't need to be called Naomi sweet again, but I need her to be called Mara, which is what? Bitterness. In other words, the soul of Naomi is poisoned to the standard he does not even see God in the situation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce to you before you cross over into 2015, the Lord wants me to let you know that there is a restoration for every loss because whatever the canker worm has eaten, the caterpillar and the palmer worm, he shall restore. You see, let me tell you something. You cannot move into another year with an injury, a sore of another year into a new year. You cannot move with a sore of 2014 into 2015 because in 2015, like God says, behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not see? It, shall you not consider it? He said, I am doing something new, and you cannot miss a new thing with an old thing. So, the first thing you should consider in this message of the visitation in the 2050s you are going is that let go of every pain. That is why when God was taking the children of Israel in the book of Joshua to cross the Jordan, he made them circumcise every person. And he said, from today, this place shall be called Gilgal. Gilgal means new beginning. Gilgal means circumcision. That I am circumcised because you cannot take your foreskin into a new land. You cannot carry Egypt into the new land. You cannot carry the unforgiveness. You cannot carry the pain, the losses into the new year. You just have to go with a new mentality, with a new grace, with a new idea, with a new strength, with a new hope. And Bible said when they did that and they crossed over, the angel of God, who is Christ himself, appeared and said, I am the captain of the host of Israel. It is now that I have come. Listen, don't let us deceive ourselves. If you cannot drop some baggages before Bartimaeus could encounter his sight to see, Bible said when Jesus said, come unto me, Bartimaeus was not wearing his garment of identity for begging. He took it up before he got to Jesus. Though he was blind, but he took the garment that identifies him with his pain, with his challenge, with his frustration, with his begging mentality, with the stress that he was carrying, he took it off because once he took that one off, you can no more see him as a blind man. He is no more a beggar. He is just like you and I. And when he got to Jesus, he said, he said, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? He said, that I may see. Why? Because the guy was already determined from his place that I am not crossing over to meet Jesus with my garment which is for begging, with my garment which symbolizes blindness, with my garment which means Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, which means shame, reproach. I am no more shame. I am no more reproach. I am going into a new level so I cannot carry this again. Tell somebody drop it. Tell a person drop it. Listen, for how long will you have images and pictures of your mother, of your uncle, of your father, of a man who took care of you, hanging on the wall, that anytime you look at it, you may be crying and you cannot console yourself. And yet you say, God is the God of my life. The Bible said, the Lord is my shepherd. If God can be your shepherd, he does not need a a competitor as a shepherd in your life. If God is our father, then he does not need a father which will compete with his fatherhood. It's about time you let go of that disappointment, of that loss, of that and embrace God. You say, Pastor, you can't understand. The issue is that you don't understand yourself. It's not about me. 
For all the years that you are mourning and crying over that lost, what have you gotten? For all the years that you are holding the people in your heart, what have you received? Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, God was raising a new king in Israel, but Samuel cannot contain it. Because to Samuel, he has a standard that he has seen in Saul. A huge, built, stout man. So when God was talking to him about the David, he made a mistake. He wanted to choose an alien. And that's the problem with all of us. God himself had to come to the whole prophet, who is the first prophet of Israel, to tell him that Samuel arise. For how long will you mourn for Saul? First Samuel chapter 16 verse 1. He said, for how long will you mourn for Saul? He said, seeing I have rejected him. Some of us, God has moved on, but we are still sitting there waiting for God. God moved with them to Moabite, to Moab. But God left them in Moab and was in Bethlehem. You see, God is the, not a God of one way or a God that is static. Listen, if you knew God by the time you became born again in the color red, I want you to know that God has changed long ago from red to another color. The problem with a lot of us is that we see God with one eye and we don't see God in another way. You see, your level of revelation of God is what determines the blessings that comes to you. Can I say it again? If you knew God as your Rafa, which is your healer, God will be a healer in your life. If you knew God as your Jaira, who is your provider, he will provide for you. If you knew God as your Jehovah Saba, the God of war, which is your banner, he will fight for you. If you knew God as your Rohi, who is your shepherd, he will be your shepherd. If you knew God as your chicken, who is your sanctifier, he will be your sanctifier. You see, anywhere you knew God, that is how God revealed himself. So Naomi, Elimelech, Chilion, Emelion, Root and upper, they saw God first in the light of the one that is able to keep them in Moab. And the dependency thing God took away. He took away the man that would have made it impossible for them to return. He took away the two sons that would have made it impossible for them to embrace his next move. You see, some of us, we make it difficult for God to move us to the next level. Because you are, you are holding on to something and you don't let it go. I don't want to say this, but let me say it. In 2015, don't try to stand in the way of God for his blessings for you. Because anything you may decide to be a conflict with God, God will take it away. So Melon passed. Elimelech passed away. Now when that happened, Bible said they heard that the Lord has visited what? Bethlehem. I am here to announce to somebody, God who knew you, knew the pain you've gone through. He knew the challenge you've encountered. He knew where you are stuck and you are not moving. But listen to me, whatever has collapsed there, don't think that is the end. He has a better plan for you somewhere. He has a better father somewhere. He has a better husband somewhere. He has better children somewhere. He has better provision for you somewhere. And if you can believe God for it, you can march into that place. Because he has prepared something new for your life. You can't walk with God and say that is the end of your life. You can't walk with God and say the chapter is closed. It might look like that, but it will not be like that. 
in 2015, you have to know that God has closed the old chapters and has opened a new chapter in your life. If you cannot close the chapter of Moab, you cannot enter into your Bethlehem. I prophesy over your life under the sound of my voice. May every chapter of Moab in your life be closed. May every chapter in your life of Moab be shut. Every book you have opened in Moab, may the Lord close it in the name of Jesus and open the chapter of your Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. I prophesy over your life any sorrow, any pain, any challenge, anything that is difficult for you to let go. May the Lord himself take over. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.